Directly after the communist revolution in Cuba, a police officer steps down to withdraw his support from the new Cuban regime. To his dismay, this decision led to his execution. In this episode, I had the opportunity to speak with Sergio Garcia Munoz to hear how the Cuban government falsely accused his brother, Rafael Garcia Munoz, of murder after Rafael left his job as a police officer. And even more shockingly, how Che Guevara smugly stood by as it all happened under his leadership. I'm William Blysath, and this is Cuba Archive, telling the stories of the oppressed. This podcast is sponsored by a material of the Free Society Project, also known as Cuba Archive. Its mission is to promote the understanding, recognition, and observance of human rights through research and information. Reproduction or distribution of this material is authorized as long as its source is cited. Also, please visit cubaarchive.org to learn more about the victims of the communist regime in Cuba as well as our mission. Rafael Garcia Munoz was born in 1932, the youngest of a family of seven children with four brothers and two sisters. Having always preferred working over studying, as a young man, he decided to work as a driving instructor over going to college. However, after falling in love and wanting to get married, he found a way to get in the police force to support himself and his soon-to-be wife. Well, like anyone, he was a good kid from a very good family. We were seven in total, five boys and two girls, and he was the last to be born. Well, because he wasn't studying, he didn't really like studying, the only thing he liked was working, he decided to work instead. His job was not very well paid because he was a driving instructor. One day, it occurred to him that he wanted to get married. And with the job he had, he, he couldn't really support himself. So he asked one of his brother-in-laws, who was Coronel Paco Perez's assistant, to put him in the police force so he could be better paid. However, Rafael started his position as a police officer in 1958, right in the heat of the Communist Revolt in Cuba. As he had no military experience, Rafael ended up guarding the homes of high-ranking officials of the Cuban government under the dictator at the time, Batista. By the time the government Batista was overthrown by Cuban rebels on January 1, 1959, Rafael had continued working as a police officer and had recently become a newlywed. However, in spite of it not being public, many suspected that the Cuban revolution was a communist revolt and that as the revolution had ended, its leaders were planning a communist takeover. As many of Rafael's fellow police officers suspected this, they encouraged him to leave this position as a police officer. On January 28, 1959, Rafael quit his job. Little did he know, however, that this very decision would lead to his execution. They wanted him to continue working as a police officer, but he didn't want to. This was because all the other police officers left. They said, whoever works for the revolution is a traitor to the country. Keep in mind that he was a 22-year-old who didn't know anything about politics. When he was told to stay, that the revolution would let him continue working as a police officer, he said, no, just fire me because I'm not going to work for any communists. For me, that was his death sentence. Because the next day, they took him prisoner, the day after that, they're accusing him of a death with which he had nothing to do with. Indeed, the very next day, he, along with two other squad members, were arrested for the murder of three men, a crime with which they had nothing to do with. 
they were thrown to La Cabana Fortress prison, the same prison which Che Guevara personally was in charge of, and had their trial on March 13, 1959. All three were declared guilty, and Rafael, along with another police officer, were sentenced to death. And in spite of there being an appeal trial with witnesses on the side of the policemen to prove their innocence, the verdict remained the same. The entire trial and arrest were all a farce, as all three of the squad members were at a completely different spot from where the murder took place. On the day of the murder, all three policemen were guarding a government official, and had come upon the three men that were later murdered. These three men had recently stolen arms from an armory as revolutionaries, and being advised to look for three suspects, the police officers stopped them and asked them who they were and what they were doing. After the three revolutionaries lied about who they were and their whereabouts, without searching their vehicle or arresting them, the three police officers let them go, having no further interaction with them. Later that day, those three revolutionaries were arrested and assassinated after being caught with weapons in their vehicle. To prove their story, Raphael and the two other policemen brought a 13-year-old boy who was working on the police car at the scene as a witness. They also brought a friend of Raphael to testify on their behalf, a friend who was part of the Cuban Revolution. Both witnesses end up being either silenced or discarded, and in spite of Raphael and his two squad members' innocence, all hope seemed to be lost. I even took the guy who worked with another one of my brothers who was part of the revolution in the Sierra. I took him as a witness, but when he entered the room, he did not speak or say anything about what he said before the auditor. As he was already prepared for what he was going to say, they told him, don't say that because if you start to speak well of these people, we're going to put you in prison too. The truth is, is that everything he said was annulled from his statement because they said it didn't contribute anything. The boy also came there and they said we had bought him to talk. And the boy said, they haven't bought me, I'm saying it because I believe that the revolution should not make these mistakes. Then they also annulled his statement too. In spite of the prosecution not having any evidence that Raphael and his two squad members had committed murder, on 11 p.m., March 18, 1959, Raphael, along with his fellow police officer Almeida, were sentenced to death by execution, while the other police officer, as he was 60 years old, was instead sent to prison. A few hours later, at 1.20 a.m., Rafael Garcia Muñez, at age 23, as well as his fellow police officer Arpidio Medera Sierra, were executed by firing squad. The family of Rafael was given no death certificate, nor was able to see Rafael before his execution. Their only keepsake was a letter he wrote to them two days prior to his execution. This is the letter that Rafael wrote. My dear brother-in-law, mother, brother, father, and other relatives, make sure all my brothers don't make any foolish mistakes. I want you to know that I loved you all and idolized you. My sisters Margo and Elia, don't cry for me, because tears should not be shed for real men who die innocently. God forbid that what I did with my life does not cause my family more misfortune and, to the contrary, that one day it will help you attain a better position in life, a future that is a little more comfortable than before. I cannot write more at this moment, but not out of fear, rather, to not torment you. Now. 
I'll make an effort to explain that I led a life I believe was quite immaculate. I never abused anyone or ever put my hands on anyone. Do not forget this, as I never lied and would not do so in these last moments of my life. When time passes, I ask you to, if possible, publish this letter, written in my own hand, so that everyone knows the type of justice they imposed on us. Mother, take care of yourself, and live long so that I can have some light and not suffer. I am convinced that I am dying a good man. My beautiful mother and my wife Mari, I give you many kisses and caresses, of which I gave you far too few, especially to Mari. Father Javier has arrived, so until the next world, fella. However, the Cuban Revolutionary Regime was not the only one with blonde on their hands for the murder of Rafael Nalapidio. The famous Che Guevara, head of appeals and the head of the entire La Cabana Fortress prison, was equally responsible. Before the trial, Sergio, the brother of Rafael, along with one of his friends from work who was an engineer and was a friend of Che Guevara, found Che in order to beg for his brother's life. This is what happened during that encounter. He told Che that we were there to see him because we had a problem, and Che responded, Don't bring me any problems, I already have enough of those. I was silent as my friend shook his hand, but I didn't give him my hand to shake because he was scratching his feet as he put them on the table. So when he explained my brother's situation, Che responded, We give no free passes. If he was convicted, he deserved it. This made my blood boil. My colleague had not told Che that I was fellow's brother, but I had to respond and said, No, Mr. Commander, not everyone is bad. And he responded, just as the prosecutor, Pelayo Fernandez Rubio, had told me. If he wore Batista's blue uniform, he supported that government. That's when I exploded and told them, I think you're wrong. Because maybe you're not well aware, but that blue uniform was not Batista's, but it belongs to the Republic of Cuba. When I said that, as those cowards do, he opened his eyes wide as if he would eat me alive. He sat up in the chair and yelled for his guard. My friend, the engineer, seeing I was not understanding what was happening, said, Che, you're, you're very busy. We'll, we'll, we'll see you another day. And he grabbed me by my coat and pulled me away. He told me I was crazy. Do you realize what you just told this man? I explained to him that my brother could not be convicted for wearing a uniform. In fact, I also had told Che, Look, you are now wearing the uniform of the revolution. And if tomorrow, for whatever reason, the revolution changes, I did not say that defeated, and its participants are accused, you then also go to prison for wearing the uniform. That's when he shouted for the guard. My friend later told me that he was afraid he might have been calling so that he could put me in prison. With no regard for the innocence of Rafael for, quote, wearing Batista's uniform, Che Guevara oversaw the execution of two innocent men. However, Rafael and Lopidio were only a few of the many victims that experienced the same harsh fate by Che Guevara's hand. In La Cabana prison alone, under Che Guevara's supervision, at least 64 people, including Rafael and Lopidio, were executed with no legal rights, the vast majority of these executions stemming from no evidence whatsoever. Having had the opportunity to interview Sergio Garcia Munoz, the same brother of Rafael, who valiantly stood up against Che Guevara, I asked him if he had any last words concerning his thoughts about the current regime in Cuba. This is what he told me.
Well, I'm going to tell you now that it's a despotic regime because it takes away all the freedoms that one can have in a government. This is a government that does not govern, but it's a government that is despotic, that only thinks of an elite, that is, those who are high up in rank that are living well and eating well, while the people below them are dying of hunger. They have all the power to do what they want. They travel by yacht, they travel around the world, but Cubans cannot do that. Ordinary Cubans cannot do that. That's because the salary that they are paid for is miserable. It doesn't even reach 20 or 30 pesos a month. That is, if the people of the United States do not realize what could happen, if those people get into the government and dominate it, well, we can just say goodbye to it all. We no longer have anywhere to go because this was the only country in the world that had communism under control. That was because of the things that this country did and what it respected. But now they've arrived. They're getting the United States because they know if they can overthrow the United States, the entire world would become communist. That's how it is. These people, the most lying people in the world, are communist. They tell you the lie 10,000 times, and there comes a time that after telling it to you so much, you believe it. And that is what's happening now, I believe, in the United States of America. Thank you so much, Sergio Garcia Munez, for agreeing to tell the story of your brother, Rafael Garcia Munez, and in revealing the horrific actions of injustice and cruelty committed by Che Guevara and by the Cuban regime. I'm William Blysath. And this is Cuba Archive, telling the stories of the oppressed, signing off.